A lot of factors can decide a football game. I think in this one against Oregon State, there's one in particular that could be that pivot point stat. Here we go. You are Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Oregon Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, it is that time once again for Locked On Ducks. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin. Thank you so much for making this your first listen or your first view of the day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your number one source to stay up to date with the Ducks. Continue, please, and thank you to like, comment, subscribe wherever you listen to or watch this show. How else are you going to get appearances here from my man Ryan Winter at Sports Chat 503 on YouTube and Twitter? A lot of you know him. We do as well and love having him here on the show. Ryan, it is... Uh, it is amazing that we've already played 11 football games for Oregon in 2022. There's just one left, but that one, along with the Washington game, always feels different, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. It's my favorite game of the whole year, of any sport, <laughs> of anything ever. It's it the is one thing for me. It, it is it is truly fantastic because I've got a bunch of friends who are Beavers. I'm sure you have a bunch of friends and who family. are Beavers. And, and that's how it's, I think, different not, than not, Washington. Not extended family. Nobody from yeah. my family. It's the people we've married into other families. Yes. Let's just yeah, put that yeah. as a caveat. Yeah. I, 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 think it's, I, I think it's different from Washington in that sense. My mom is a Husky. But other than that, my, my cousin and uncle are Huskies. But I don't have any like close friends who are Washington fans. But I have some like close, I deep do. personal friends who are Oregon State fans. And that's what makes this game so much fun. But the, the one thing, Ryan, that... I think could be a stat that you look at and say, whoever wins this battle wins the game. I think it's rushing yards. I I really do. And there's several reasons why Oregon state is a team that's playing with a backup quarterback who is solid, can do some good things, but they don't have elite wide receivers. Their offensive line is good, but Ben Goldbranson is a good backup, but still limited. And like he, he's a backup for, for a reason he was coming into the year. And they want to run the football. That's also fundamentally what they want to do. But it's even more important when you're playing with, with Goldbranson back there. And then for Oregon, Bo Nix, they say he's feeling better. Hope he is. But even if he is, Ryan, I, I mean, Oregon still has to be able to run the football to move it. Because even if Bo Nix is healthier than last week, that's a low bar. I mean, I felt like he was barely able to play. And the running game wasn't really there. And I don't think that on the road you can afford to just have no ground game and completely rely on Bo Nix to throw it 40 times a game on an ankle that, even if it's improved, health-wise, won't be 100%. Oh, 100%. I mean, I, I totally agree. The, the ground game, Both these teams want to run the ball. Both these teams want to establish the run. <clears throat> they both are really basically some of the best offensive lines, not only in our conference, but in the country. So if you have a great offensive line, of course you're going to run the ball. I mean, that's natural. And, uh, and, and they've kind of found somebody with, uh, Damian Martinez, you know, they were kind of looking yeah. earlier in the year. Fenwick was their kind of guy, a uh, jam Griffin. He's got a lot of uh, hype, but you know what? Their best guy was Coletto for, for the first month. Probably he Coletto went, when, <clears throat> you know, chance no one went down. I thought Coletto was probably their best option as a quarterback as well. The guy played quarterback all the way through high school, uh, tried to give it a shot in college. You know, he really had a quarter, has a quarterback mind. He's built like a linebacker. He is a linebacker. He's a great hammer H back. Uh, and, uh, you know, in, in the, uh, in the, uh, wildcat formation, you know what you're going to get, you still can't stop it. And I think that's the kind of cool thing about both these teams want to do that. Uh, both these teams want to line it up 
And you, you, you don't really have that many options when you have Bo limited like he is. You know, uh, big the talking point last week was, you know, you can't really run the ball uh, in a shotgun set if your quarterback can't run, you know, because it's just you're, you're, you're tipping your hand. It's obvious what you're going to be doing. And, uh, you know, it's better to be able to run the ball out of a, a pro style where you're under center, but you can't get under center when your guy has a bad ankle. So it's like you're stuck. And, uh, you know, they didn't go under center at all. And uh, the last game, Bose was a statue most of the game. Uh, he did get that one run, which was huge. Uh, he did have a couple of throws on the run uh, off of that foot, uh, you know, um, out of the pocket. But, yeah, he was just super limited. And you would hope that he's better. The interview yesterday looked much better. His energy was better about that. Uh, but, yeah, both these teams want to run the ball. And I love that because at the end of the year in football, that's what you should be doing. You know, the beautiful thing about football is it starts when it's 100 degrees and it ends when it's 30 degrees, you know, and most in the north, at least the regions, you know, that's what happens. I mean, think of how hot it was for two a days in Wisconsin, just freaking sweating, just, oh my God, now how cold? Texas. What, I mean, what is it like Texas in but, August? Oh, that's right, gross. You know, and and yeah, you're right, but Texas kind of has some weird weather in the, in, in, the, in the winter where sometimes it's really cold, it gets that mountain, this cold that comes down, or sometimes it's gulf, but. I mean, think about like most of the north, most of the this, you know uh, states. It's really cold at the end of the year, and there's, you're not going to be able to throw the ball the way you did in September. I mean, think about these guys just airing this thing out in in, in two a days, and 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 the ball is popping. The guys are kicking field goals. Everything's great. You get down to the end of the wire at the end of the season. That's what makes these games great. And we stack up these rivalry games at the end of the year, so they're always like this. I mean, <clears throat> I was I, I'm a history guy, so I was going through all the history. You know, they used to have a sawdust field at Hayward. They didn't even have grass. They had sawdust because they thought the sawdust. sawdust. How do you play football on sawdust? Well, great question. And then they thought that the sawdust like uh, would absorb the rain better. It just turned into mud. So it's like, what are you going to do? You look at some of the scores from back in the day. It's like, you know, how are you going to score the ball? The, 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 the game was like this <laughs> just on the field. It never. And so now you're in a situation where, you know, you've got these beautiful turf fields, you know, everybody's got all the gear they need. But you still need to run the ball. It hasn't changed that much. The game hasn't evolved that much. And, you know, you still have to be able to maintain the run and maintain the line of scrimmage. And if you get yards uh, over the top, that's great. I do think the defense for the Beavs is much better, especially on the back end. They've got some really good athletes and corners, safeties. So I think it's going to be difficult for Oregon to throw the ball over the top of them like they did the last two weeks. But Oregon's going to have to establish the run, and they're going to have to stop the run for the Beavs. And I think that they actually line up pretty well with that. I think the Ducks want to stop the run defensively. I don't think they really want to stop the pass if you saw the Washington game. And then I think that the Beavs defense is in the same boat. I think the D's defense is very versatile. They can play both sides. But I think Oregon's offense is going to be able to get yards against this defense. I think the matchup for Oregon's defense is about as favorable as you could hope for. I mean, the Washington one was as bad as you could hope for. Because throwing the ball isn't just Washington's strength. It's the only thing they really do on offense. Like, they don't even, they haven't made any bones about it, right? Kalen DeBoer's always been that way. Quarterback-centric offense, you're going to throw the football, you're going to throw it often, and Oregon just wasn't able to to match up with that very well. But then that Utah game happened last week, and I, I think that gave a lot of people, myself included, confidence in Oregon's defensive potential. But I think the matchup there was far more favorable because Utah wants to run the football. They want to run it a lot. And it's a fundamental part of what they do offensively. Oregon State 
I think Jonathan Smith is a really good coach. Again, don't crucify me for complimenting the Beavs, but call a spade a spade. I love Jonathan Smith, man. He's a, he's, he's a, I think he's, I think he's a really good coach, but he knows what they want to do offensively and they want to look like Utah. They want to be Utah offensively, but I still think their personnel on the whole is behind where the Utes are. Cam Rising, Tavion Thomas, a superior duo than Damian Martinez and Ben Goldbranson, though Martinez is quickly rising up the ranks. I, I've been really, really impressed Real with good. him. Yeah, I, I think he does a lot of things well, but they're going to stay committed to the run. And I think Utah did that as well. Even when it wasn't working, Tavion Thomas, 19 carries for 55 yards. That's two and a half yards a carry. He still almost had 20 touches. Ryan, it wasn't a, hey, this isn't working. We're going to go elsewhere. Here's our off-speed pitch. It's, this is our fastball, and if you hit the fastball, we're going to try and come at you with a harder fastball, and if you hit that as well, well, then congratulations. And I think Oregon State will be in that same sort of mindset. I want your thoughts on uh, the Oregon State offense, but I also want to talk to you all about upside because upside comes in later in the show but this episode is brought to you by underdog fantasy the easiest place wrong you sponsor my bad the easiest place to spice up college football this season super easy to play format it's available in over 30 states just go and pick between two and five players across any team probably the ducks but you can choose anybody you want decide if they'll finish higher or lower bo Nix, bucky irving troy franklin everybody that you want in this game is in there you sign up with the promo code locked on one word and underdog will double your first deposit up to a hundred dollars deposit a hundred dollars get a hundred dollars free go to underdogfantasy.com or find the underdog fantasy app in the app store or google play store that's underdog fantasy promo code locked on one word to get in on the college football pick em action today just the classic mix-up of uh, of show sponsors that start with the letter you you like you like fantasy football I, I am a big fantasy football guy. Right. Yes, very, very much so. I am in a tight battle to get into the playoffs in my right. league this year, where I haven't been in longer than I'd care to admit. But we'd all like to care to admit that Oregon's defense played its best game of the season a, a week ago, Ryan. And look, I, I think it's it's pretty simple for the Ducks. If you can slow down Damian Martinez... You don't have to bottle them. I think they bottled up Tavion Thomas last week. There were no big yeah. runs. It was a struggle. If you bottle up Martinez the way you did Tavion Thomas, I think Oregon State could struggle to move the ball because if the Ducks defense plays the way it did a week ago and they've clearly made some changes and adjustments because I think Utah is a better version of Oregon State, I expect this defense to hold the Beavs under 20 points. I, I really do. I think that'd be great. And I think that it would play into Oregon's fashion if they played like last week. You know, I, I made a statement that I didn't remember how many games, uh, I didn't remember that many games that Oregon scored 20 points or less and won. And I actually went back and looked at all the, for the last 20 years, they've only won three. They're like 30 and holy smokes, three and 31. And uh, if they don't score 20, if they don't score over 20 points, so they scored 20 against Utah, they scored 17 against Cal. Uh, Herbert's year, and then they the Red Box Bowl, and that's it. I mean, that in 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 the last twenty years, you know, if the Ducks don't score twenty points, they're in trouble. So this game, uh, you know, I would hope that the uh, Oregon defense does what they need to do, and I would hope that the Oregon offense does what they need to do to be able to get over that magic number. 
but yeah, you're right. The 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 offense of the Beavs is straight up, it's straight ahead. They're going to run the ball. You need to bottle them up. You're not going to be able to completely stop them. They're going to continue to do it. Um, they've got a variety of guys, just like Oregon does. They kind of went running back by committee this year to try to find the guy that they wanted and liked. And then Martinez has been the guy, but they're all big. They're all big backs. It's kind of like Utah. You like you said, they look in the mirror. Um, their offense is also predicated on that tight end, you know, Musgrave's out now. Uh, but you know, you've got Belling in there now and, you know, he's done a really good job and that's that offense kind of like a Utah where they, you know, they bring Kincaid up and now Kincaid looks like one of the best in the country, you know, after losing uh, Keithy. So it's like, it's one of those deals like next man up and happens to be the next man up is also awesome. So, uh, good luck with that. So I think the defense, uh, is got their hands full, but I don't think they're going to try to go over the top that much. Uh, Treshawn Harrison's had a good year. Uh, Tejon Lindsay's had a good year. Uh, but, you know, these, there's other guys in there who, who they want to throw to, but I just don't know if they're going to go over the top that much. The last couple of weeks, the other big thing for the Beavs is, is that Gilbranson wasn't running as a quarterback. In the last couple of weeks, he's been able to get some first downs with his legs and be able to move the pocket a little bit, which I think helps that running game. It's kind of like what we talked about at the beginning of the show, where if Bo's really limited, the running game for Oregon is also very limited. He has to be able to keep the defense honest. And, you know, if he can't run, then it's pretty obvious what they're doing. And it's just about bottling up the Oregon uh, running back. And I think the you know, Oregon running game was so good this year. And then you saw that Utah game, they really got bottled up. And that was partially, I think, because Bo's uh, limited ability. So, um, you know, they, they they relied on the pass they needed to. But they also, if you watch rewatch that Utah game, which I've done about 14 times, I feel like, you know, because the running game wasn't as effective, they did a lot of stuff out of the passing game that's an extension of the running game. They did a lot of screen passes. They brought the running back out. They split everybody out and threw it to the running back at an empty set. So they did a lot of stuff that basically was trying to get the guys involved uh, in the running game, quote unquote. But they were just getting the ball out of Bo's hands as fast as they could because he was the least effective player on the team. I mean, basically. And that's pretty awesome when you think of the guy so limited that he's the least effective player and he's possibly the MVP at the same time. I mean, because that's how hard he played. That's how well he played. And if you look at his numbers, the guy had a great game comparatively and he was completely limited. I mean, that's amazing to think about. So if he, like you're saying, it's just 20%, 30%, 40% better this week, uh, that can make a big difference for this team. Yeah, the the ground game, I think, is is factor number one for, for Oregon's offense because, look, can Bo Nix throw the ball? Yes. Are the receivers really good? Yeah. The tight ends are great too, but... If you can't run the ball in this Oregon State defense, you're playing right into their hands. Amen. Whereas Oregon, it's the opposite, right? If you can't run the ball and you have to put it up in the air, maybe Ben Goldbranson could be poised to have a really big game. And last week against Utah is a one-off. I hope that that isn't the case. But if you're in a situation where you can't dominate or at least control the line of scrimmage against that Oregon State front seven, specifically the front four, which have not been great this year. They have been good against the run. I think they've gotten a little fortunate going against teams that have really struggled to run the ball this year, except for Utah, who, you know, did torch them for, I think, 130, 150 yards on, on the ground or so. But other than that, they've been strong against the run. But if you get in a position, if you're Oregon's offense and Kenny Dillingham, where you can't run the football, well, we're just going to have to rely on Bo Nix's right arm. I, I love Oregon's wide receivers. I love their skill position talent. That secondary is nasty. Really? That sec that secondary is is nasty. And you might think, you know, well, Jonathan Smith is an offensive coach. Is not offensively led to no. Trent Bray, their defensive coordinator, got promoted from within 
after they fired Tim Tibisar last year. And he has been one of the best assistant hires anywhere in the country because you go from a team a year ago that led the Pac-12 in yards per play on offense to now a team that is leading or at uh, in the top three statistically in in defensive categories. And they are winning a bunch of games with a limited backup quarterback. You can't do that if your defense doesn't play well. And they haven't allowed – you're talking about that 20-point number, Ryan. They have not allowed more than 17 points in any game this year at Reeser Stadium. Cal was in there a couple weeks ago, and they didn't have an offensive touchdown. USC, that high-powered, vaunted USC offense, put up 17 points in this stadium, and they were at full health, and Oregon might not be. But I trust Oregon's ground game more than USC's because I think USC, very pass-happy, and that played into Oregon State's strengths on the defensive side of the ball. That's why I'm so adamant about Oregon's got to be able to run the football here, whether that's Bonix being healthier, the offensive line just dominating, using some more counters or, or orbit motions to throw the, the defense off. A lot of different ways they could go. I think we'll see more 14J package this week if Bo's ankle is healthy enough to handle that. But that's why it's it's so critical. It's, I like Oregon's passing game a lot, but I look at USC's passing game and I say that's a better quarterback with you know comparable or superior weapons and they put up 17 on the Beavs here in Reeser, where they've lost just once in the last couple of years. Right. Yeah, you know, the Beavs are 8-3, and three, and their best game is a loss. <laughs> I mean, think yeah. about that. Like, this, the yeah, USC true. loss is their best game. And uh, and I think that shows, you know, that you're talking about that number. You know, they I, I think they've been averaging over the last maybe five games 12 points or something. They had yeah, it's ridiculous. points against Arizona, 10 against Cal. Uh, they 20, 24 against Washington, but again, that was kind of a wild one, that one. And then, uh, but you know, Washington state, they held down to 10 points. I mean, that's a pretty good offense too. So, you know, that's a team that put 40 on Oregon. Right. And, um, and so again, I, I tend to think that this is a team where you kind of throw out the record books. We always like to go through at the end of the year, you've got such amount of stats and records and everything else you can look at. So obviously it's going to mean something because you know what you have at the same time, rivalry games, we always say throughout the record books, right? And, and, and the stats don't matter. And uh, this is a game you, you're right. Whoever controls the line of scrimmage is going to win this game. Historically, that's how football works anyway, but it's really, really important in this game because I think both quarterbacks are limited. And uh, if, if, if you have the, the, the strong running game, I agree. 14 J package. I think any of those, you know, 12, 13 personnel, whatever you wanted to do. I just think I love that H back with Patrick Herbert. I love the ability to get an extra blocker back there. Yes, everybody knows where you're going with the ball, but you still got such a quality offensive line and you have such a quality uh, running back uh, field. That why, why would you not run with that package? I mean, and I, and I like that package on first down from the 25-yard line. I mean, I, I why not? I, I, you don't have to run it just in one yard, uh, two yard situations, goal line situations. You can run that whenever you want because that's one play away from breaking it. Look what Stanford used to do. Stanford used to do that thing to us all the time. Line us up, have an extra uh, couple of different tight ends, have an extra offensive lineman in there as a tight end, whatever you want to do. And you can run some cool packages there. You know, Connerly had that really awesome touchdown uh, at Colorado with out of that package. And uh, so why would you not try to be creative there? It's okay to run a heavy package if you know you're going to be limited with your quarterback. I also think that they're going to stretch everybody out and they're going to run it everybody out like they did last week. I saw a lot of this where they stretched everybody out and then they would maybe motion people back in a little bit. But they basically are trying to stretch the defense as much as possible and move the linebackers out. 
because they still want to run guys across the middle, but they might have that second or third option. And that guy might just be on the sideline. It might be a dump down, but they still want to have a variety of options for Bo to look at. And if Bo's ankles limited and your offensive line is still good enough, he's still going to have some time in the pocket to be able to assess the field. So, you know, you run a couple crossing routes, you maybe have a guy stand stashed on the side and just give him a safe option. And he might check down to that 80% of the time because he might not have the power to get it over the back foot or whatever the case may be. But this defense is going to test Oregon tremendously. They're going to have to take the soft stuff. They're going to have to just chip, 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 chip. And the big thing that I think is, I think that both these teams want to run away with the clock. And I think that you could be in a position where, one, this game is over in about two and a half hours. Two, I think this could be a situation where you only get maybe three or two or three possessions a quarter. These guys could easily go and take a 10-minute drive. Easily. Now, the key thing is like what Oregon did against Washington, which pretty much cost them the game, was that 10-minute drive and they only scored a field goal. You're going to have to be able to get in the end zone against these guys. And uh, and, and and hopefully Oregon State uh, is, is in a situation where they're going to give up some points because, like you said, they've been very stingy as of late. And, um, you know, it's kind of a bend, don't break a little bit in the middle of the field because you've got such great offenses in the West Coast. But when, when times clamp down, you get the third down, that chainsaw comes out. Boy, oh, boy, man, the construction site gets very loud. <laughs> the construction site that's uh <laughs> that's good that, that's 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 what it is right now and, and don't let that get you in the mindset of oh well it's not gonna be that great of a home field advantage no, no they they're gonna put every seat every butt in a seat that they possibly can and they are going to be screaming all game long and ryan and i will get to our game predictions here for the game formerly known as the civil war after i now tell you about Upside. Inflation has us all thinking about different ways to cut back, whether it's driving less, dining out less, or buying less from the grocery store. We can all agree there's nothing fun about less, like less rushing yards or less passing yards or less points than the beavers. Less is always worse, unless you're talking about, you know, I guess personal weight, maybe. Like, I don't know. There's not that many areas where, where you want to have. use a little less. <laughs> it's <into> my neck. <laughs> yeah. But Upside can help you get cash back and fight inflation. To get started, download the free Upside app. Use my promo code LOCKED to get $5 more cash back on your first purchase of $10 more. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. Download the free Upside app. Use promo code LOCKED. Get $5 more cash back on your first purchase of $10 more. That's $5 more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. They're just out there throwing me for a wrinkle with uh, these these double U sponsors, Dude, man. That's, just that's, that's why you're a pro, Spencer. That's why I, I could never do those reads like that, man. I'd be like, and next, blah. Well, blah, if blah. you did it every, if you did it five days a week for many, many months, you, and you'd probably you probably get pretty good at it. Christ, I can't find it. <laughs> the hell with it. Literally, my favorite line of any movie anywhere is Major League. Dude, I freaking love Harry Doyle. That's like my favorite movie character ever. Major League is a Major League is a pretty is a pretty funny one. That's just uh, that dude. Just you know, dude. I'm serious, man. That guy is just awesome. And then obviously, uh, you could be in the the guy for you know the Brewers for all those years had some serious gems. But anyway. yeah. Anyway, back to uh, this is a football <laughs> show, right? <laughs> I, I I think it is. So. Ryan, I I do feel pretty good about the Ducks here. And look, Bo Nix is not going to be fully healthy, but he should be more healthy than last week. And I look at that game against Utah and say, look, that was really close to being a blowout. 
but we pitched it with Ty Thompson, right? Like if that doesn't happen and Oregon goes down and just gets a field goal, it's 20 to three and the game is pretty much over right there. And I, I do think Oregon State is a good team. I do not rule out the possibility of dropping this game because it's in Corvallis. If this were at Autzen, I'd say, no, that's not going to happen. The Beavs haven't won at Autzen, I don't think, since like 2006, five. Uh, yeah, the, J- the, the James Rogers, that was the one with the uh, the double overtime. Uh, that was 2007. Yeah, was right se- yes. Yeah. Run, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two- 2007 was the last time. But this is at Research Stadium. Oregon has... Lost two in a row there, if I if I'm not mistaken, or two of the last three, I think. Yeah, because yeah, it was six, 16 and 20. So when they lost, I mean 2020, take it for for what you will. But it's a stadium right. where where they've lost before. It's a good football team. I do think Oregon matches up pretty well here. But the the biggest question mark, aside from who can run the football more effectively, will be you know how healthy is Bo Nix, which probably plays into how effectively. Oregon can run the football because I think if Bo Nix is fully healthy for this game, I'd feel really good about it and think they could run for, you know, five, six yards of carry and put up 30 plus points. But Beavers defense is good. I don't expect Bo Nix to be at 100 percent. I think this will be 27, I think 27 to to 17. I I, I, th- I think the Ducks will be able to get it done here, but I, I don't think it's easy. I don't think anything about this game is easy. And just because I think the Ducks will win does not mean I am I'm going to be like wildly shocked or it'll be some massive upset if they lose. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I think it's going to be a field goal game. If it's a touchdown game, I'm excited. If you said 10 points, I think that's a blowout. <laughs> I mean, literally, I think this could be a situation where you're really, really close. And I do think that if it comes down to a field goal game, Oregon's got uh, the better kicker and the better kicking game. You know, Oregon State has not been able to depend on their – uh, field goals as much as Oregon has this year. And Oregon uh, has been doing a really good job, you know, uh, just across the board uh, when it comes to special teams. Oregon has done very well this year. So, yeah, I, I like Oregon's chances. I feel pretty confident, not confident enough to buy my plane ticket to Vegas yet. Uh, the hotel's already been booked, but the plane ticket, I can wait on a second here. Uh, but I do think they have a great opportunity. And I think that if they do win, then you're looking at a great game at USC uh, or the uh, at Vegas against USC, which is kind of what we were talking about in the summertime. Wouldn't that be nice if that was the situation that worked out that way? A lot of bumps and bruises along the way. It wasn't perfect. You're probably not getting into the CFP, which, again, is very disappointing for a lot of Duck fans. I don't tend to be one of those fans. I, I would be disappointed if Me the neither. Ducks, yeah, I would be disappointed if the Ducks didn't go to a bowl or went to, like, the worst bowl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and barely limped through the season. You know, and uh, but other than that, like we were talking about in the offseason, you know, eight wins, nine wins, uh, you know, b- pretty, pretty basic idea of this is what we get. And and, and you got there pretty quick. And I think kind of like you did last year uh, where maybe the expectations were not as high or maybe it was question marks uh, after that Ohio State game. They went way up. You know, this year after the Georgia game, they went way down and they, they climbed back up. They got what they needed to do and they did. Uh, they did pretty well. Yes, you lose to the uh, Huskies, which absolutely stings. You know, you, you we, we have, like you said, family, relatives, friends, whatever the case may be. I've been hearing it by these dogs. I, I, I'm going to Bannon with a guy. I'm, I'll be hearing it the whole week. Oh, boy. Oh, That's Lord. tough. That's tough. But you got to tip the cap. That's what it's about. You play the game. 
and you and, and you win it by a field goal. We'd be ecstatic if we won by a field goal. Let them be ecstatic because they won by a field goal. So it's all good to me. But um, this is a game where this one really burns if you lose this one. The losing yeah. the Civil War stings for the whole year, and, and especially in a year oh. where we've already lost to Washington. That hasn't oh. happened since 2016. I I think that's. I talked about this with Max yesterday on the show. Yes. That's kind of the added pressure yes. of of this game that I don't know if is getting enough ways. Like, yeah, Oregon, you know, I expected them to be able to get to the conference championship game. Like right. you did that last year. Right. And, and there are a lot of good players there. And like, that's what I thought you win this game. You're in. And, and that's right where I thought they would be. I'm with you on the, you know, not massively let down, like slightly disappointed, but not massively let down by not getting the college football playoff, but losing this game would be a would be a would be a letdown in the grand scheme of things just because it's like well you only had three losses yeah nine and three is not bad but also those two losses would would stand out a, a little a little bit more yeah and, and you, you a lot of us really still haven't gotten over that first loss that thing was brutal <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and 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 part of my you know theory this year and i've heard a lot of people say oh man you got a loser mentality if you don't want to go to the national championship i of course you want to go to the national championship who the yeah, hell you, wouldn't but you got to be realistic about what a team can actually accomplish. Yes, but if it plays out the way I think it is, do you really think I want to go back to Atlanta in the Peach Bowl and play Georgia? <laughs> oh, my God. How much can we take? <clears throat> so it's like, bro, I, I don't think that's even feasible. And you know what? If if, if you played it back, you obviously you'd play a better game. You wouldn't get blown out 49 to 3. Yeah. But, but is it going to look like the 42 to 20 Ohio State game? Probably. Yeah. You know? I, I, I think I think you I think and you're I probably feel right that great on that. either. No, it's it, it it did not. But that was a competitive game for most of it. Ohio State was just a, a little a little bit better. But I've got tw- I've got I've got twenty seven seventeen. Ryan, what what score you got? Yeah, I think that's right around the again. Like I'm thinking, you have to get over twenty points. So I would I yeah. would love to see it twenty four twenty one. Uh, you know, something like that. Twenty seven twenty one, something like that. Twenty seven twenty. I'm cool with any of those things. I'm good with that. I just hope to God the Ducks win. And if they just if get it's a close, w. if it's close, my heart's gonna be freaking beating out of my <laughs> chest late in that game, keeping me <laughs> yeah. warm. So <laughs> indeed, I think we're all going to be in that boat. Ryan winner at sports chat five Oh three on Twitter and YouTube. Always a pleasure to do a show with you, my man, especially ahead of the game, formerly known as the civil war. Let's be Amen. real. It's the civil, happy, it's the, it's the civil it, war. It is. And happy, happy uh, Thanksgiving to you and your family, buddy. Hey, you too, man. And to all of you duck fans out there, happy Thanksgiving, happy holiday season. I appreciate everyone listening. See you next time. Have a wonderful rest of your day and go ducks.